Hey gang, hey gang, let's do a hey gang. All right, um, animals, I love them, but sometimes they murder people. So this one's going to be a little gross, but um, gross isn't the right word. But I, 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 I'm going to give you two animal attacks, and you tell me which way you would rather go. Okay? First off, a, um, okay. Here we go. The body, this is number one. The body of a 25-year-old man who vanished in a remote village in Indonesia has been found. He was gone. They found him. 25-year-old guy. Youngster. Youngster. Like he's four. He's 25. Where'd they find him? In the belly of a 23-foot-long snake. Father of two, Akbar Solubiro had gone to harvest palm oil on his family's plantation on the island of Sulawesi on Sunday when he heard... You have to harvest palm... Okay. Uh, Sunday, when villagers heard cries from the palm grove, a search party found scattered fruit, a tool, and a boot before coming across a bloated reticulated python. Oh, man. That's a tough way to go, gang. You go out to do a little work. You're on your family's property. I'm going to go out and do a little work. Dad's like, good. I'm proud of you. Keep plugging away. Stay out of trouble. Work. And then you go out there, and it doesn't end well. The village secretary... What? The village secretary says Akbar had a wound on his back, suggesting he was attacked from behind. Whoa. All right, you're out there working. You're eating some fruit. That's why I'm guessing the scattered fruit was Akbar's food. I mean, why, why, why else would scattered fruit matter? Because if it just fell off a nearby tree, I don't think it would have made the report. I think the guy brought his own fruit out there. If you were going to harvest palm oil, wouldn't you want a snack? I don't think you can count on finding any food out there. So he brought him some fruit, and then they start looking for him. And they find a tool and a boot. Oh, man, here's one of his boots. What, what happened? Will, will, will we find him around the corner just wearing one boot? Maybe he's asleep from exhaustion. And no. They find him. And then they got to cut open the snake. They cut. They peeled it open. And they found him. In there with his one boot on. When I was a kid, my mother used to say, Deedle, deedle, dumpling, my son John. One shoe off and one shoe on. What was that about? I don't know. But I, whenever I had one shoe on, I would say it myself. Let me look that up. Deedle, deedle, dumpling. There we go. Deedle, deedle, dumpling. Why am I taught this? Deedle, deedle, dumpling. My son, John, Went to bed with his trousers on. One shoe off and the other shoe on. Deedle, deedle, dumpling, my son, John. 
One shoe off and one shoe on. The rhyme is first recorded in the newest Christmas box, published in London around 1797. Well, how did that survive 200, more than 200 years? I put out newborn baby Colt. Was hot for a few months. How did that stay popular? No competition, I guess. Nobody was making records. Anyway, Akbar got swallowed by a snake, and then they cut it open, and they found him inside, and one of his friends in the village started saying, Deedle, deedle, dumpling, my son, Akbar John, went to the palm jungle with with two shoes on. I don't know. Sorry about that, gang. Um, we're talking about a man's death, so be respectful. Don't Maybe don't make up stupid songs. All right, I'm going to give you now death number two. Which way would you rather go? Attacked by a 23-foot python from behind, which is going to entail fangs probably. He probably goes for the head or the neck. Yeah, he's not going to attack the middle of your back, right? He snaps and he goes for your head. So the first thing that happens is you feel probably what feels like a, someone kicking you in the back of the head. It's probably super hard impact. And then before you know what's going on, it's lights out. You can't see. Did someone put a bag over your head? No. That's a 23-foot python. And then he proceeds to wrap around you, suffocate you, and swallow you down after you're choked out. So it's really like club to the back of the head. What the hell's going on for maybe a split second? Nah. Mm. Oh, actually, it probably takes a while. Unless he was sleeping and he was passed out on the ground and then the thing just took him. Then you might be too groggy to know what's going on and it, for at least the beginning of it. And then before you know what's going on, maybe you're dead. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to look up firsthand accounts of snake attacks, but I don't know. I mean, you, the other one must be bad, right? The other one must be bad if I'm, if I'm telling you it compares to this one. All right, let's go to number two. No more ado. Number two. All right, here we go. A British man was fatally attacked by his own dog. Oh. While a BBC documentary crew looked on. The incident occurred as the crew was interviewing 41-year-old Mario Peravoitos at his London flat. Cameras were not rolling as the man's Staffordshire Bull Terrier suddenly lunged at his throat. He died two hours later at a hospital from loss of blood. Okay, so in this case, two hours of just intense pain, bleeding, and knowing that your dog turned on you. 
Peravoitos was under a court order not to let anyone inside his flat over suspicions of disorderly or criminal behavior. Okay, so this guy was up to no good. Um, I'm going to stereotype him right away and say he was a thugged out criminal. Bunch of tats. Thought he was cool. Maybe mistreated the dog. Why would the dog just turn on him? That dog must have been mistreated. All right, but it's not about the dog. It's about you. Would you rather go relatively quick at the hands of a stranger snake? You don't know the snake. Or would you rather go slow at the hands of your own doggy? Now, if this is too upsetting, don't think about your dog doing it. Just think about, you know, general dog. Ah, you might have to think, no. All right, I won't make you do that. All right, I'm going to give you my answer. Of course, I'm going to say snake because it's quick, and it might have been painless. You don't know. Like, if it knocked him unconscious, just the initial impact, then it's lights out, and that was just kind of a... Actually, not a bad death when you think about it. You know what I mean? If I said to you, here's how you could go any other way, or you could go, a snake knocks you unconscious and then eats you while you're unconscious. Not a bad way to go. It's a hell of a story. And if they catch the snake quick enough, like these guys did, they cut you out of there pretty intact. Pretty intact. You know, you're intact. Your body's there. I don't know if his head, what kind of shape his head was in. What's your choice, gang? You can tweet at me if you want. Just say, uh, you know, massive python or own dog. You know, remind me what's going on because it's it's probably going to be a while from now. All right, gang. Thank you for participating in that. You know, I love animals and... um, Anything they can do to even the score against humans, um, I say they've got the right to do it. Now, um, that doesn't mean I, you know, it's horrible for the loved ones and all that and the victim. But it's been bad for animals, too. Real bad. All right, enough of that. Um, I'm going to count down a shark tank. And um, we're also going to do some tunes. All right, here we go. Coming in at number five. I've cursed on a Sunday. I've cheated and I've lied. I've fallen down from grace a few too many times. But I find holy redemption when I put this car in drive. Roll the windows down and turn up the dial. That was Marin Morris, M-A-R-E-N, like Karen, but with an M. Marin Morris. 
And uh, that song was called My Church from the 2016 album Hero, which a lot of publications named as the best country album of 2016. So I thought I would play you some cuts. All right, first up into the tank, and, and, and gang, we're going a little out of order here. This is Shark Tank episode uh, nine. Season eight, episode nine. Now I got to what I think is the end of the season now. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how many are in this season, but I realized that I skipped nine, 10, and 11. So I'm gonna go back to nine today for this episode. On top of the fact that I skipped it, I've seen it already. So that made me think that I actually did do a Hey Gang about this one, but I don't think I did. I looked back through them and I don't think I did. Anyway, first up into the tank was Pup Box. Pup Box was uh, a subscription box service for puppies. And it was stuff for puppies and stuff to train puppies. And uh, Cuban said, hey, I'm not a fan of subscription box. And um, they, got, they came out, it was a couple, they threw dogs on people's laps. And Mr. Wonderful was the first to say, hey, can you take this dog back? I've got to do some calculations on my yellow pad. And so they gave the other dog to Robert. And so uh, that was a great recap. I got to tell you, I wasn't passionate about this episode. I think it's because I saw it already. So, um, all right. We're behind sketch. I'm going to move on. Here we go. Coming in at number four. with 80s Mercedes. You know, I remember driving around in the in the late 90s in an 80s Mercedes, and that's when she was born. Anyway, gang, uh, I know it's a little poppy, this album, a little bit. It's not like pure Loretta Lynn kind of country, but for an album like that, it's very, very good, and it just kind of flows by. It's uh, It's one of those albums, you know? Was I into uh, Def Leppard when they came out? No. Was I into that kind of music? No. But then they put out Pyromania. And you gotta go, alright, there's hits all over this album. I'll put it in the playlist. Not heavy rotato. Not heavy rotation, but it'll be in there. Next up into the tank was an update on Bantam Bagels. 
They were stuffed mini bagels and they sold them to Starbucks. Starbucks started them off with 400 stores and then Starbucks said, hey, we'll put it in all the stores. All right, that was that one. I didn't care for that one either. All right, um, well, it's time for a countdown. Hey, what do you think about the snake dog thing? Which way are you leaning? Which way are you leaning? What if they were both took the same amount of time to die? Would you rather get swallowed by a strange snake or have your throat chomped by your own pup pup? Coming in at number three. Jesus, K. Rice, I blew it. Hold on. I know that you always brought it, but you never brought it back to you. Through yourself in the hands of somebody who wasn't gonna come through. And it's always a shame watching you ache from the same wound. You don't have to walk through the fight and all that I want. We can start with the touch of a hand like a movie scene. There you go. That was Marin Morris with How It's Done. Kind of like how to act. Somebody just hit me on Twitter saying that there was a guy uh, humming, humming on an airplane. And you could hear it over the podcast she was listening to. She's listening to a podcast and she can't even focus on it because the guy in the plane is humming. How... How little amount of self-awareness do you have to start tossing out melodies out of your mouth in a jet? I mean, that, that got me aggravated. I mean, I, I, loved, I, loved, uh, I loved having that shared with me, but then I just started thinking about, that would, that would give me a slow burn on a plane. And then another guy chimes in with, um, he had a guy air drumming on the plane next to him. And then he got like woken up because the guy's elbow hit him by mistake. I mean, what are you doing? I I love the people who treat the plane like their living room. Like, I'm just going to act the way I do at home. I'm going to be a slob. I'm going to bring my own smelly food. Ah, man, I got sidetracked. Anyway, that was Marin Morris with How It's Done. Coming in at number three into the tank was Barbell. Barbell Apparel. All right, these two brothers come walking out. One of them, hey, we can we can do a, a vote with this one too. I'll tell you what they look like and you tell me which one you'd rather have to look like going through life, okay? The first one, he had short hair with a, he had a part in the side, you know, and it was like greased back. Kind of like my undercut, but with a 
exaggerated part in the side. And then he had arm, he had tats. He had like one arm sleeved of tats and then the other arm like down to his elbow, which you know, he's probably waiting to see if the deal goes through and then he'll sleeve up the other arm. But if the deal goes through, he can afford like the best tat artist in town. And if the deal doesn't go through, you know, he's going to incrementally get some different scrubs to give them what they do best. Oh, you're good at skulls? All right, give me a skull. You know what? I like your skulls. I don't like your crow. So I'm going to go across town to get a crow. But if the deal goes through, he just goes straight to the good guy. Has him sleeve it all up. And when I was looking at this guy's arms, I'm thinking, it's, I wonder if it's the same mentality as hoarding. Like with hoarding, you need objects and you never have enough. And you always get another one thinking that it's going to make you feel better, but then it always leaves you wanting another object. Is that the same with these tats? You know what I mean? I got a picture of my, uh, you know, I got a picture of my mom on there. Now I need a picture of my dog. Now I need a picture of my friend's dog. Now I need a picture of my cousin. Now I need an alligator. Now I need a uh, howitzer. I mean, is it the same psychology as hoarding? Are these people off, out of touch with their own emotions? Thinking that one more doodle is going to set them over the top? I don't know. If any of you listening are sleeved up, what do you think? I don't know. Let me know. Or don't let me know. Maybe I'm offending you. But I'm just saying, like, I realized I'm at the borderline of hoarder. That I, I for a while, I think, was using objects instead of people. You know, like, I don't have a, I don't have a great relationship with certain people, so instead... I just hoard, I just get objects thinking, oh, this is going to make me, am I just babbling? Probably. Anyway, the one guy was tatted up with short hair. The other guy had Danzig hair. He kind of looked like Danzig. And then he had a mustache. The funny thing about the mustache was it kind of looked like a bent barbell. You know, like when a barbell's got too much weight on it, like when the big Russian weightlifter and they kind of like, it sags on both ends. That's exactly what his mustache looked like. And I wonder if that, they were doing that on purpose. Because the barbell was their product. Barbell apparel. And, bar, and they had a barbell in the logo. You know, like a handlebar mustache? This guy had a barbell mustache. Anyway, what was the product? It was jeans for guys with muscular legs. They had 1% spandex. So you could like, the guy started doing squat, squats in the uh, jeans. And uh, did someone buy it? No, I don't think they did. I forget. All right, coming in at number two.
There we go. That was Marin Morris with Just Another Thing. Last up, oh, next up into the tank was Catherine, a chick from Boston. I would cast Diane Keaton to play her. She wore a, uh, she wore really thick, thick, thick sun, uh, glasses, the kind that a, uh, advertising exec wears. And she was selling energy bits made out of algae. And they all couldn't stand her and threw the hell out of there. Coming in at number one. Boy, I've been cooking up one hell of a crush. Got you on my mind the minute I Anyway, that one's called Sugar by Baron Morris from the 2016 album Hero. Last up into the tank was Line Cutters. It was a great guy. This was a, a guy from Wisconsin who invented a ring that you could use to cut fishing line. And he cut himself a deal with Damon. And I've got to go. And I appreciate you listening. And we'll see you next time right here on Hooch, 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 Hooch. Thank you.